It's Winlow. Winlow. We got Monday, Tuesday. Winlow. Winlow. Thursday, Friday. Winlow. Winlow. Right in the middle, baby. Winlow. Winlow. Come join the Winlow crew. Winlow. Winlow. Right in the middle, baby. Winlow. Winlow. Yeah. For another joke. Another joke. Why was the mother firefly unhappy? Because it was flying too much. No, because her children, they weren't that bright. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Hey there, Grandma. In today's episode, my daughter Koya is in the Winlow studio for part two of Becoming Nama. I realized. As my daughter Koya was interviewing me and the types of questions she posed, that it wasn't about me at all. However, it was Koya seeing herself in my experiences. It was not about how I became Nama, but my process of becoming a single mother. Grandma, please know your faith in God, your relationship with a father can be the testimony that your child or grandchild needs. Come on back. You'll want to listen in. I'll see you on the inside. Welcome to Winlow with Nama. And Joe. I'm Krista here, a.k.a. Nama. I'm an evangelist, learning coach, mom of two, and Nama of three. I'm Josiah. I'm a Lego builder, second grader, and called by God to be a Christian warrior. Hey there, Grandma. If you're searching for biblical strategies to train your kingdom kids, you're in the right place. Deuteronomy 4, 9 and 10 tells us to teach our children and grandchildren to obey God's commands. So if you're ready to win low, why not laugh on Wednesday? We'll provide you with practical tips to laugh and live, love and learn, while inspiring you to build a legacy as well. So chillax, grab a snack, and, and enjoy, enjoy the, the podcast. podcast. Welcome to Winlow, guys. Today is a very special day. Today is Yay! Josiah's birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We are so overly excited. <laughs> Today is Wednesday, November 15th. Josiah's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Josiah. Happy birthday to you. I have in the studio Koya and Josiah. Josiah, would you like to have something to say on your birthday? Yes. I like to say whoever is having a birthday today or any day of the year, I want to wish them a happy birthday. And I want to say that God has them. And I have learned that it doesn't matter who, where, or where are you. It doesn't matter if you're in a classroom or in college. You can always tell somebody what you hear from God. Amen. Bye. I like that, Josiah. I thank God for you. And I thank God he allowed you to see another birthday. Awesome. Awesome. Hey there, Window Crew. We would just like to read another review. This review was sent in by Anna YT. Anna writes, great resource for Christian grandmas. 
I just listened to a few episodes of this podcast and love the mix of lightheartedness and seriousness, as well as the interaction between Krista and Josiah. Krista's passion for teaching Christian grandmas how to raise kingdom kids is evident, and it is a joy to listen to them together, along with Miss O, Anna, Plant-Based Eating, Made Easy Podcast. Thank you so much, Thank you, Anna. That was very thoughtful. And thank you for taking the time to write that review. And if you would be so kind to write us a review, Perhaps we will feature your review on our next episode. Hello. Welcome to Winlow with Nama and Koya. We're having conversations unheard and unhad. Here I am interviewing the one and only Nama. The Nama of Nama and Joe. I have a couple of questions for you. Hey, 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 grandma. Of course I have time. I'm in the window studio. <laughs> I'm in the window studio with my daughter, my guest, Koya, and she's going to be interviewing me at how I became Nama, becoming Nama part two. 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 Yes. Okay, here we're going to, we're going to kick things off here, you guys, with the first question from um, part one. Was that the most vulnerable season of your life? He was with my dad most vulnerable season or years. Absolutely, it was. Um, like I said, during that time, it was the most powerful time for me because I had just preached a sermon, had got acquainted with the Holy Spirit in a way I had never before, and I was so in tune with God that it it's it's almost as if you're on the high and you're victorious. And this one season, here comes the enemy in the next. So that was, yes, absolutely the most vulnerable time in my life. Okay. All right. Noted. Next question. What made you never give up on knowing that you can take care of your kids by yourself? Well, I always knew God was with me. I always knew he was there with me. I never let go of my faith, Koya. I was born and raised in the church. I had a relationship with God. Even though it was based out of fear and based on my performance, I thought I always had to do things for God to love me. I still knew he was always there. Uh-huh. And I had the faith to know that he would be there to carry me through whatever situation. I never let go of my faith. Amen. Amen. Yeah. At any time, did you feel the need to give in to my dad like once before? You mean after August 4th? Yeah. Absolutely not. I made a decision that I would leave and I had no regrets, no second thoughts, not whatsoever. I had gone through enough in those 12 years that um, when he made that declaration, that he would kill me, I knew that was the end of our marriage. Yeah, everything happened so quickly. We went from... You went from a two-parent home to now having a single mom. Yeah. Those moments where you were alone, when you finally got a moment to uh, breathe, to realize what had all transpired, what were your thoughts? Well, that actually didn't happen until... Maybe a month later, 
I remember that Monday night when we were escorted um, out of the home by the police with the hamper and you two behind. I actually went to work that night. I was on autopilot. I was used to working. I was used to being the breadwinner. I was used to coming home and I did what I had to do to take care of my two children. So I was on autopilot. So after about a month, when I finally realized that, wow, it's just me. I'm a single parent without any preparation. It felt like death, like I was grieving. Because that's what divorce feels like. It felt like death. I won't I won't never forget that. It felt like I had uh that your dad had died and then I was all alone to take care of you too. Yeah. I can't say that you you tried a you did your best. Cause I remember times with you were working two jobs, remember? Yes, I do. So I was working my full time job and I was also working the full time job temporarily. Um and I went one job at night and one job. <laughs> I don't think it lasts more than a couple of months or so. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah, she was trying to make it work. And just a quick note that and you tried to make it work. I told you just once before that you and my you and your mom, my grandmother were a model for me. I was working three jobs. Didn't have to, but I'm like, hey, they hired. <laughs> you were no stranger to a job <laughs> without a car. <laughs> I was going to get there. Right? <laughs> and Mommy was going to be on time. <laughs> but once you got there in that week, you found somebody who was going your way. Yes. And you found a way, Mom, I got a ride. You don't have to worry about me. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So we were never a stranger to uh, working. Not only that, Koya, I don't know if you remember, but since you were born, I've always had a quote-unquote side hustle. I've always sold something. I was in the network marketing space since I have to say the late 80s. Mm-hmm. I was in the network marketing space. I sold everything from Tupperware, lingerie, Avon, um, you name Mary it. Kay. Mary Kay, travel. prepaid legal, of course, travel. They were. Yeah. So I, I sold a myriad of things and um, I always knew that um, I wanted to be my own boss because I wanted to control my time. But even in working in the casino industry for 20 years intermittently, um, I work nights so that I can have the daytime free because Mm -hmm. I always wanted to make certain that you guys were okay, especially being a single parent after 2003, I was able to be there for you and your brother. So if you needed things while you were in school, um, middle school, high school, I was always there. Or even to take us to school because we missed the bus. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely for you. <laughs> so working nights or being able to control my time as a single parent, that was something that I always thought about being there for you guys because I was the sole parent. 
and um, I enjoy working. Um, I enjoy network marketing because it allowed me to meet a lot of people and also to hone my skills as a leader. But I put that on the back burner when God told me to go to school. And I mentioned this back in one of the episodes. I think it was back in on a Halloween episode. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And that's when he asked me, will you answer the call to serve? And I said, serve? He said, yes, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I knew then that I would be attending seminary. Didn't know how, but I just knew I would be attending seminary. Quick question. Sure. Um, do you believe that when you started seminary, it was it was God, it was the fact that you were picking up where you left off from or when you were preaching that message? Well, you know, I thought about my journey. I thought about November 6, 2011. That was during my time at seminary. In fact, I just celebrated my 12th year anniversary of when God called me to actually preach the gospel. And when I retrospectively looked at where I was when God spoke to me, well, actually where I was when I was able to hear what he was saying, it was when I didn't have a husband or man in my life, no distraction. I was able to hear the voice of God. I believe that he was always calling, but I was too consumed in a relationship that I couldn't hear him. November 6, 2011 was a time that I, I was not in a relationship. I was not dating. I had just cut off um, a relationship so I could hear God. And distractions are major in the life yes. of a believer. They are. They are major. It will cause you to miss what God has for you. Miss your mark. It will cause you to miss the mark, absolutely, but then to miss uh, the path that God has set for you because you're too consumed. You're distracted. Your mind is not on him. You're not focused. So I could definitely say when I was alone with God, and had no distractions that I was able to hear him. And that's how I heard him November 6, 2011, when he spoke to me in the shower and said, preach my gospel. Okay, uh, Nama, so what was your life like after 2003 when you left my dad? Well, it was some getting used to, you know, being in to that single parent mode, but I felt so relieved. I felt this burden, this pressure off me, this weight. You know what it was like. You know how we all felt being in the household. So you know the weight that was lifted. You know the relief, the peace that we had just being by ourselves. So I can say after 2003, I did a lot of partying, trying to find me, soul searching, you know, I wanted to see what I had been missing out on. I had been a dedicated wife and mother. You know, it was just about my family. I went to work and I was engrossed in work. But after that, I didn't have too much of a social life. Uh -huh. So being married at a young age and finally after 12 years, 
really trying to see what this life is about, you know? Right. So I can honestly say I went to all the different places where God was not leading me to, you know, to other men, to uh, actually started drinking. And I don't know if you knew it or not, I'm not a drinker. (laughs) So that didn't go too well, right? Uh I really didn't go to clubs, but it was a drinking spot, you know, I went to and hanging out with friends and that led to just being out there, you know? And I can say that it was leading me further away from God, even though I felt free. I just needed some time, some air. So I thought, yeah, I can remember around 2006, 2007. And that time I had an encounter with God like never before. I actually felt the presence of God while I was in my room watching Christian TV. And I don't know if you remember or not, but my TV at that time stayed on Christian television. I had the lineup. Andrew Womack. I had the lineup from Bill Winston, Frederick K.C. Price. And all I wanted was the word. I yearned for the word of God. Yeah. And that encounter led me being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it seems like for a whole two weeks, I just knew I had the peace of God. I yearned for his word. It was during that time when God asked me to answer the call to serve. It was during that time that I wanted to know God. I wanted to know the God of the Bible. I wanted to know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I wanted to know God for myself. I wanted to read the Bible and know the Bible. Study the Bible. To show self-approval. Yes. I had this yearning. And I was seeking after God like never before. And so that's when I got engrossed in the Word. And I began to study. Now, that was in 2006. Let me go back. When I had that yearning. And actually 2007, that's when God asked me to answer the call to serve. Okay. And I said, how? And I knew because I had already been thinking about going to seminary. I knew I had to go. But that was 2007. I was working in the casino at night. How am I going to go? I didn't know a plan because I worked all weekends, all night. You know, and I didn't have a way. But do you know what happened? I got to tell you, I have testimonies after testimony. I will not forget. I believe it was March 20th of 2009. The casino caught on fire where I was working. And I had been asking my boss to let me off on Mondays because I knew classes were Monday night um, at the uh, university. And do you know? The casino was closed for like a few months. What? And at that time, it was March. I was able to register and go to school. And I started, ah, look at and I started seminary in June of 2009. On a six-year journey, I was able to complete a dual master's degree, one in urban ministry and the other in theological studies. So don't tell me what God can't do. When I thought that there was no way I could do it, working these hours, he allowed the casino to catch a fire. It was the it was the kitchen area in the casino, but that still led to the whole casino closing down, allowed me to register for school 
and I started the June of 2009 and did not finish until 2015. During that time, I was engrossed in the word. Won't he do? Yeah. Yes, he will. Yeah. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. So from that time, 2009 and 2015, I was in seminary. But during that time, that was in 2011, November 6, 2011. That's when God commissioned me to preach the gospel. And I would never forget it. I was in the shower. And after I got out the shower, um, I immediately called my mom. It was a Sunday morning. And I told my mom what had happened. And she said, don't ever let anybody tell you or convince you that God didn't call you to preach. He called you to preach the gospel. So remember this day. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I would never forget it. I remember that day. And that came about, again, because I didn't have any distractions at that time. Yeah. That's something because if we just see in the Word and be focused on God, just think how much we can excel and to know what are our distractions. Yeah. To avoid them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So I've done a lot of things in between there. Um, like I said, I was in network in the network marketing space for a long time, but nothing compares to being an ambassador for Christ. Nothing compares. And I will preach the gospel until the day I die. And for me, God already showed me. It doesn't have to be in the pulpit at all. Everywhere I go, I'm preaching the gospel. I'm preaching the gospel in my daily life. While I'm teaching kids at school. Even now, Koya, I'm preaching the gospel by sharing in this podcast. So I pray whomever is listening that your faith is strengthened and your fears are destroyed. I pray you are encouraged to share your story. Share your story with your children and grandchildren. I promise They will thank you for it. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. I pray you have been blessed. I'm out. Hey there, Winlow crew. Before you leave, if this podcast has blessed you in any way, please support us by leaving a review, subscribing to our channel, podcast and we will personally read every one of them we also invite you to join our winlow community at winlowwithnamaandjoe.com the link is in the show notes and remember to make this daily affirmation found in isaiah 54 13 my children shall be taught by the lord and great shall be the peace of my children we'll meet you in the next episode bye for now bye